Welcome to this week's episode of the Balanced Chaos Podcast. Hello. <laughs> we're both here in case you wondered. <laughs> the two of us. Uh, this week we're going to talk about um, just some things that have been coming up for us in the world and with people. And I just feel like it's probably needed yeah. since it keeps coming up. Yes. This was definitely a topic that was for both of us like, okay, what's happening in our lives right now? with our clients, with our day-to-day, and both of us are running into the same things. Yeah. So it was just very much an easy choice. Yes. And we hope that this helps all of you guys out there uh, because it's it's everywhere. It's everywhere. And it feels like everyone in our lives is running into these same issues because they keep talking to us about it. Yes. <laughs> so what are these issues? For us, it's people... Signs or running into signs that maybe they're on the wrong path or they need to revamp their energy. They're going in the wrong direction. Um, and also just like sitting in uncomfortable feelings, like not trying to fix, like noticing when you're off your path, but also being aware that you're going to have days that don't feel awesome and letting yourself sit in that before you immediately start like looking for help, seeking seeking an answer, or panicking, really. Panicking, yeah. Yeah, it's like that. I feel like we've had a lot of people who are feeling very uncomfortable and just want us to be able to fix it. Mm-hmm. And that, maybe you need to take a second to see if you're able to fix it right first. Mm-hmm. So self-soothing. Self-soothing. I feel like one of both of our major goals as healing practitioners is to teach our clients and empower our clients to learn to soothe their own heavy emotions. That like every time something big happens in your life, you don't feel like you have to call your energy healer or like need an answer or need to seek out permission or an outside perspective. Like things can happen. They can be crappy. You can (laughs) sit in them and get through it and it's okay. Yeah, because I think, I mean, probably even myself too, before going on this journey, like when you have something come up that's uncomfortable, it's like immediately I I think of like, I don't know, a dog being stuck in the water. You're like, let me out, let me out. I got to get out of it. And instead of just being like, okay, if I just take a breath, I look for the side and I can calmly swim over there at the end. Right. Yeah. You just kind of panic and swim in the (laughs) emotional circle. Yeah. And you're just like making a whirlpool with all of your stuff. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's true. And I feel like I have set this boundary or stated this from the beginning of my healing practice. Like I've always told people at least two weeks in between an appointment because you need time for life to happen and for you to figure things out as your energy shifts. Yes. But I think we're getting to a point in time where the collective energy, so everybody's energy is heightened. People are more aware. So things do tend to feel more uncomfortable. But with that, you get people like, well, no, I need an emergency appointment right now. I need to deal with this now. This needs to be fixed today. And it's like, no, part of it being fixed is you sitting in it. Yeah. And I mean, also part of the reason that you aren't able to get an appointment then is because you are supposed to sit with it. Like there's probably a reason you can't get in right now and you're not supposed to go in and just get fixed or have somebody else help reveal what's happening. Like pull out your journal, write about what's happening and see what comes up. Because I always feel like if you let yourself sit and free write, you're like, whoa, I didn't know that was sitting there. So it's just... Well, it can bring you to a great place of awareness. Mm -hmm. And then from awareness, we have the capacity to gain 
perspective on the lesson or learn like, you know, life is happening for us, not to us. So what is this showing me about myself or my path? Or is this a past pattern that I keep running up against? But unless you sit with it, it's going to be really hard for you to figure that out. And I think it's great to go to a counselor, an energy healer, a therapist, a friend, and have another perspective. But it's also great to start to, to learn how to soothe it yourself. Yeah. Well, and I think it's just about not asking someone every time something comes up, right? Yeah. I mean, because, you know, like, there's always people who feel like they need to get everyone's opinion before they can make the decision, which actually just clouds your intuition. It does. And you you end up feeling more lost. You're like, well, this person said this, and this one said this, and I was originally thinking this, but now... I don't know how I feel anymore. <laughs> yeah. And the people pleaser in you comes out, and you don't want to not take the advice of the friend you really respect. Right. And even if it feels completely opposite of what you intuitively know you should be doing. So giving yourself the space to sit with something allows you to tap into your intuition, which is also something we want to teach everybody. Exactly. (laughs) Like the more tuned in you are, the more you trust yourself, the more life flows with ease and you realize like the sky's not always falling. Yeah. And also you're able to, like I said to Halstein this morning, I was like, I need to make some space to meditate more because I'm feeling a little all over the, I I was laughing because I don't know if I, I don't know what episode was last. Was it our anxiety one? Yes. Because literally after we talked about that, the next two days, I was so anxious. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I get it. Like I needed, apparently needed to feel it. Um, But when those times come up, it's a sign to me that like, hey, something's off. You're taking on too much or you're not speaking up for what you need or whatever it might be. It's just a time to sit and like figure, figure shit out. Right. And that's literally what your body's asking you for. And so doing that is great. Well, same. That's why we want to give you guys the sign something's off path because I ran into a lot this week with clients not respecting boundaries and it might've been unintentionally on their part, but for me, it felt like a boundary cross. But the fact that it kept happening repeatedly in one week, it was literally the universe (laughs) like, Hey Brookie, wake up, set some boundaries. You need to say something. You need to say something. And the people pleaser in me would have liked to avoided setting the boundary, 100%. but it got so frequent that I couldn't. And like, I had to get the sign. I'm like, okay, universe, I hear you. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. So when things keep coming up over and over and over, <clears throat> you're like, oh, all right, I'm going to deal with this now. Yes. And it doesn't <laughs> have to be like, if you guys aren't all spiritual healers, it's not always like, you know, with your clients, but it could be at work. Maybe at work you keep staying later and later and you're realizing you're getting more and more exhausted and your shoulders are hurting more. That's your body asking you to set a better work boundary or to delegate some work yeah. and push it off. Yeah, it can come up in so many ways. Even it might be with your family. Like they keep asking you for things and asking you for things and you just keep doing it and you're feeling overwhelmed, but you don't want to say, you're like, no, but I'm supposed to do things for my family. I'm a mom and I'm a wife. And it's like, no, you're supposed to say when you're feeling burnt out and ask for help because nobody knows. Yeah. They, they might think you're strong because you put out this front of strength. So they have no idea that inside you're like, why isn't anybody helping me? (laughs) Like I feel so alone. Yeah. Yeah. So it does give you that kind of awareness to, oh, I need to communicate my needs here. Yeah. And communicating your needs is so freeing. I love when I (laughs) talk with clients and say like, oh, I'm going to just suggest that you speak up for yourself in this situation. Or if I'm noticing a pattern where they're not, and as a recovering people pleaser, you know, (laughs) I 
I know how it feels and how uncomfortable it is, but it's always amazing how much easier it is than we think it is. Right. Like people genuinely (laughs) would like to make you happy because they're probably people pleasers too. So when you ask for (laughs) what you need and they're like, oh, if I could definitely do that for you, it, it's like a breath of fresh air. I've had so many chance actually with couples who are like, this is how I feel. I feel like he doesn't get it. Or, you know, this is how I feel and my wife doesn't get it. And I'm like, well, have you flat out said that? And they're like, well, no, I can't say that. I'm like, well, why? Yeah. Yeah. I could never say that. Yeah. And I'm like, no, try. And then they both will come back to me and be like, well, all I had to do is say what I wanted and it worked. And I'm like, that's shocking. You're like, oh, (laughs) you're welcome. (laughs) But it's teaching people how to treat you literally or how you want to be treated. Yeah. Cause they're, I, it's so interesting the stories that we play in our head and that we tell ourselves that things can't be a certain way or things can't be easy. I feel like that is like a collective story that most all of us tell ourselves. Like, we got to struggle a little bit and there's well, supposed to be. I want to comment on this. I didn't yeah. mean to interrupt you. But no, go. I think our society over pushes, like American culture especially, yes. humbleness. So it's like, you know, you, you don't want to be a narcissist, no. you don't want to be too braggy mm-hmm. or too confident. So if you push humbleness, then it's like, um, where was I going? <laughs> what did you say before I started talking? I, I think that things oh can't be easy. Oh, yeah. So then people are like, well, if my life is too good, well, then that looks bad. Like, you know, we need struggle. We need adversity. The, the best people come from adversity are the best stories. So then people start to like, okay, well, then where am I going to create my adversity? Instead of just being like, yep. no, I, I have this life with ease and it's okay. I'm I'm gonna Fourth of July this since okay. we just said Fourth of oh. July. So our country, happy Fourth of July. <laughs> happy Fourth. Uh, this is on Tuesday because you know we're celebrating holiday. celebrating holiday. Um, we as a country came from a struggle. Like we came from like n- we wanted to stand up for what we believed in and we wanted to fight for it. And so there that is ingrained within us. So we don't feel like it can be easy. And we also have this kind of like people are always. going to try to get us. Yeah, like a chip on our shoulder. Yeah, and like it, it is in there. So, of course, awareness is the first thing, like knowing knowing that and knowing that we were, we came to be Americans from a struggle and we feel like we need to have this sort of protection and this fight within us. Well, I think our ancestors too that even weren't American, but if they made it here, yes. like the first generations, like made it here, they, you know, had to grind and they had to, like... I got chills when you said that. Uh, like, well, it, yeah, it, they really had to true. work for survival. So then it's like, well, wait, if my ancestors, you know, made it here and it was hard for them, now it's just easy for me. It feels wrong. Yes. And the truth of the matter is, like, no, they did that work so <laughs> yeah. that you could sit here and be like, you know, my, my yeah. life is cool. free and a little bit easy. Yeah, I'm like, going to have a nice <laughs> coffee and sit outside and it's going to be great. <laughs> and that's okay. But I think most of us tell us this story, like... No, it can't be too easy. It can't. Mm-hmm. And as soon as it feels easy, we want to fight it. Mm-hmm. We want to find something else that's wrong or we want to feel bad about it. Yeah, and like the guilt. The guilt is really intense and it's not great. No. It doesn't feel good. Really bad for us. <laughs> <laughs> bad for your body, bad for your mind, bad for your soul. That is my part on guilt. Yeah. <laughs> so let it go. Easy. Done. The end. You guys are all healed to know. <laughs> but get comfortable with like, maybe write down like, what are my limiting beliefs that don't allow me to sit in comfort? That yeah. don't allow me to be okay. And it might be just like, even like money is always an easy one that I go yes. to, but like, I don't need a lot of money to be happy. Well, that's a limiting belief Yeah, that like, makes you sit in this 
cycle of, well, I have money and then, oh, now I'm living paycheck to paycheck and now I have to go work hard and then I don't have time for my meditation or my yoga yeah. or my relaxation. And it's like, well, that's because you keep telling yourself that story. Yeah. You keep saying that you're not going to have more or that you shouldn't have as much. And even with like houses, like I, I, I want to dream for this big house, but it doesn't have to be that big. So I'll just downsize the dream. Like, yeah, no, no. I was actually talking to a client the other day and she pointed out something that was actually really cool. Okay. She was like, when I bought this, the house that I have three years ago, I hope she doesn't mind me sharing the story. I'm not going to say her name, but <laughs> I love you. Um, <laughs> Thanks for the story. <laughs> uh, she was like, when me and my husband bought our house three, or it was a year ago, she was like, all I kept thinking was in three years, we'll get our dream house. We'll get the biggest house. We're going to love it. She was like, while I'm in the moment of buying this house, like yeah. I should be grateful that I'm buying this house. Yeah. And she's like, and here we are a year later. And I don't feel like I need that bigger house that I said I was going to get in three years. She was like, but financially, I'm in a space where I can. And I was oh. like, well, what you did, because you created the emotion around it, is you manifested the, that financial comfort and freedom. And I was like, and you might realize you don't need that big of a house, but it's okay to dream that way. Yes. And she started to doubt herself, like, oh, like, did I really need, like, was I just being so fixated on, like, the physical things, like, that I needed a bigger house? Mm -hmm. But it was the comfort her soul was seeking and yeah. then she, she created it anyway, which was great. So I was like, you've actually done a really great job manifesting here. She was like, Oh <laughs> yeah. Cause it's, I mean, and that's an important thing to remember about manifesting. It might come out in a different way than you originally have in your mind, but it's cause it comes from the feeling. Yeah. It's the feeling that you're creating. That's really cool. Yeah. No, when she said that, but like, <laughs> like it, it oh. was like, I was like, wow, you did a great thing. Yeah. So don't feel bad if, because your soul knows what it's doing. So if your initial thought is like, no, don't like tell yourself like I'm ungrateful because I'm in this one house, but all I'm thinking about is this bigger house. Maybe your soul is seeking out a security you've never had before in this life. Yeah. So that's why you have your eyes on that bigger house. But then you might find your house is your happy place. Not want the bigger house, but have the, the security that your soul has been thinking. Yeah. And you've got that comfort. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. Neat. Um, well, let's talk about, cause we're talking about talking with clients mm -hmm. and you know, all of us are friends. <laughs> so even if you're not a healer, you're a friend and you're talking with friends. And normally you talk to your friends about what's going on. So let's talk about holding space and how to make that a, I don't know, a great energetic ex exchange. Exchange or routine. I like to do it in a space of like, just as I need space held for me, I want to be able to communicate everything that's going on without somebody trying to correct me or fix it right away. Mm -hmm. You all know, I mean, everybody knows that feeling when you're trying to like get something out because you just need it out and you're getting interrupted. Mm -hmm. Like, well, have you, what about, and you're like, I actually just want to say this. I just want to get it. <laughs> I just want to complain right now, <laughs> which I think we all need. Like yeah. some of us, honestly, I think if people talk to themselves out loud more, totally, you'd become more intuitive and clear. Mm -hmm. Just because once you say it out loud, you're like, oh, there's an answer. There's a fix. There's a perspective that I wasn't getting in my head. Yeah. So that's what we usually use friends for, to bounce off that the, those thoughts. And a lot of times we need our friend, our spouse, just to hold space and be there so that we can come to the conclusions on our own. Yeah. Now, if every time I'm like, okay... So for me, the boundaries this week. Right. Oh my God, I'm not setting boundaries. I'm not setting boundaries. And if every two seconds I'm trying to tell Kristen that, she's like, well, you just need to post this and you just need to say yeah. this and you just need to. And I'm like, 
okay, but first I'm just trying to figure out like what the boundary is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like if you're not getting listened to empathetically, like so you're not like then you don't have the time to get there on your own. And just like when you ask 20 people for their opinion, your intuition gets clouded and you can't find it. Yeah. So have the conversation with your friends of, hey, I'm going through something. I want to say it out loud. But can you just hold space for me for a minute? Mm -hmm. Most of your friends are going to be like, oh, yeah, cool. And then they're going to want to do it too. (laughs) They're like, cool, I have something to say as well. Yeah. (laughs) But then if you actually, there are going to be times when we do need help. Yes. Right? Or like maybe we're looking for advice because our friend has more knowledge in this department than we do. And in that case, flat out ask. Yeah. So like, hey, Kristen, how would you do this in our business? Then I'm asking Kristen for advice. But if I'm just like, hey, I'm having trouble setting boundaries. Let me tell you about my week. Kristen's going to sit there and be quiet. (laughs) Shut my mouth and just go, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, no. (laughs) But then you as a friend and make an effort to be a better listener. And then unless your friends flat out say, hey, how would you fix this? Or what would you do? Don't give them an answer. Don't give them an answer. Wait for them to ask. Because otherwise, we start giving away our information and we get resentful because we're like, they never follow or take heed or they're not changing. But it's because a lot of times they just need to bounce ideas off. They don't need you to fix. They don't need to know what you would do because your path is different than theirs. Exactly. And it's also a great practice for the listener in being present. Because I think a lot of times we listen and we're already formulating our answer. So you've actually stopped listening halfway through to that that yeah. person. And you're completely not present in what they're saying because you're like, oh, I remember this one time that something like this happened to me. And you're thinking about all these things. And they finish their story. They may not have even gone in that path. And they're like, what? what? So I just think it's a really great time to be present and practice being present. Well, you'll find you'll have deeper levels of intimacy with your friendships mm-hmm. and your partnerships because there's just a lot more holding space. And that's when, you know, inherently all humans want to feel seen and heard and valued. And that's what creates that. But fixing or parenting, a lot of us <laughs> do that to our friends or our spouses. And that's not, we're not children anymore. Like that's not what we're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it is a, it's a beautiful practice to hold space for somebody. And it, it feels really good to do that as well. And, but like Brooke said, if you're offering a ton of advice and nobody's listening to you, that feels crappy yeah. too. And, but we'll become self-aware. Like, okay, I'm giving out <laughs> a lot of advice. I'm feeling a bit resentful. Let me try this holding space. Let me try just listening. And then I'm going to be happy because I'm giving my friends, spouse, people, children, the energetic space to get there on their own. Yeah. And I think that's why we are where we are as a society because- <laughs> I always pick on the baby boomers, but let's go to the the baby boomers' parents and then the baby boomers. They were, like, oftentimes as children told to be seen, not heard, or, like, they were raised in more strict households. Yeah. So they didn't learn to self-soothe or to figure things out because they couldn't even just say no. Yeah, they had to just do. And, like, respect their parents. And then they got in a position where a lot of baby boomers were taking care of their dying parents while raising their own families and working full-time jobs, which they were the only age group in society to do all of that. And that has created this tension in them where they do, a lot of baby boomers need permission. Like Mm -hmm. they don't know how to be intuitive or make a decision. It's usually based off of like keeping up with the Joneses or what did they do or what would my parents have done? And it's because they never learned, they never had parents who just empathetically listened. Now a lot of millennials, baby boomers did fix that for like Gen 
I'm going to get these mixed up, but Gen Z, then millennials, like those in-between generations, you know, you 30, 40 year olds that aren't really part of anything, 35 to 40, just kidding. Um, (laughs) Me. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Kristen, I'm a millennial, so. I'm an elder millennial. Okay. (laughs) I had a landline and a cell phone. (laughs) But (laughs) what they were given is their parents listened to them a little bit more. Yeah. Their parents held space and, and asked their opinion and they were allowed to explore. They were allowed to like have a voice. Yeah. Yeah. And that has helped because they can tune in a little bit more to their Mm -hmm. intuition. So as a parent, you can help your kids by asking them when they're having a hard time, instead of correcting, fixing, trying to take them out of it, hold space, listen to them. And then when they're making a decision, ask them questions about why they're making that decision or what they would do in that scenario. Like if Grayson's watching a show and he's like, these kids were mean to these other kids, that was wrong. I'm like, well, why is it wrong? What would you have done differently? So that it opens up his mind to think that way instead of being like, you know, kids shouldn't be mean to other kids. Don't the be end. mean. I better not catch you acting like that. Then he's just like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. And even just like, if they're like, well, I don't know, like explaining like what is happening and, you know, maybe why it's happening and also looking at the the perspective of the mean kid and what they're going through and like nobody's being mean just to be mean and just introducing all of these more complex emotions rather than just black and white done. Yes. Which, I mean, for the baby boomers, like how are you supposed to listen to yourself when you're taking care of X, Y, Z and there's this and that? There's so much go, go, go. Yeah, there's no stillness or and, time for that And space. that's also why like they have a hard time sitting because they've never had to do it and you... You watch, you watch that generation just <laughs> bop around everywhere, and you're like, just breathe. Just breathe for a second. <laughs> bop around everywhere with their knee and shoulder pain. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, I don't know why. Hey, Mom, I don't know why my knee hurts and my shoulder hurts. Oh, and their low backs. A lot of low back pain in those baby boobers. Um, yeah, but it all has to do with their inability to sit still and to make decisions for themselves. So yeah. if you are a baby boomer, we're not saying this to insult you, really look at where you came from. Look at your limiting beliefs. Take some time to slow down. Yeah. Sit with things and, and you'll learn like, oh wow, this really was a product of my conditioning. Yeah. And and then have some compassion for yourself. Because I I think a lot of that generation also, because they're so used to keeping up with the Joneses and doing this, they are like, I just don't understand why I should feel this way. My life is good. I shouldn't feel like this. Like, no, but you're you're allowed. Like you can feel like this even though your life is good. Yeah. You can be sad even though you have lots of happy things. Right. It's okay. Because all of those emotions are made to come up. So then let's go even move forward with this then. Okay. We both recently have had a lot of (laughs) clients, friends, (laughs) that are unable to self-soothe. Yeah. Like they're sitting in a heavy emotion. Like maybe they're having a really hard day and they're frantic about it. Yeah. And don't know what to do with it and just want it fixed, want it gone. Yeah. And part of it being there is to not fix it. Like sit with it. Like Kristen and I both have very bad days sometimes. Yeah. But you know how we get over it or how we can seem so joyful? (laughs) Because the days that we have bad days, we let ourselves feel the full extent of that emotion. Heaviness. We let it, we let it sit in us. We notice where it is in our body. We breathe into it and we go, whew, okay. Like this feels heavy today. Like it's heavy. But we're not looking for a reason either. Like, oh, I don't know why. Like, this is a big one I hear. Yes. Like, I don't know why I'm being such a bitch. Like, why? It's not even my time for my period. I don't know what this is. Yeah, but you don't have to have a why. There that is a, like, nope. that is a great, like... Today I'm bitchy, and that's where I am. Yeah, <laughs> that's just where you are today. And 
Yeah, everyone's always trying to solve it. Yes. It's not an unsolved mystery. <laughs> yeah. We're not on whatever all those crime shows are. Like, you, it's just an emotion. Your body's having it. Like, well, yeah. Like, be pe- there. I, I, this came up this week, too. Somebody was like, I've been crying a lot, and I, I don't know if I've absorbed it from somewhere, if it's somebody else in my house. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it doesn't really matter where it it's from. Actually, you're the yeah. one crying, so maybe you're holding space to get it out for somebody in your house. But if you're the one crying, just let yourself cry. Why do we have to know where it comes from? Yeah. Yeah, like just let it happen. I think that's the biggest thing with emotions. Just let them happen. Every single one of them. Yeah, and you're not bad and you're not going down a bad path because you're having a sad day. Like you're having a sad day or you're having a bitchy day or you're having like irritable day. And just also tell the people in your life so that they can, once again, that holding space, like they can give you space to feel like that. That. The other day, I was actually very, very frustrated with something, and I called my mom, and she came over, and she could see I was just holding it together, because instead of crying, which I needed to do, I wanted to go into anger, and my mom was like, I see you go into that anger, why don't you just let yourself cry? And I was like, oh, yeah. Then I I cried, and honestly, the anger was all gone. Generally, when there's anger, it's coming from, um, like, sadness that you're not letting yourself deal with. Yes. So Pretty much, I mean, that's really always for me is where it's coming from. It's like, oh, I'm mad. I'm mad at you, but I'm not actually mad at you. I'm just sad. Sad. Yeah. Just sad. And once you let yourself cry, that anger will dissipate. So will the sadness. Like, yeah. honestly, I was fine after I cried that day. But it's letting yourself get there, letting yourself have that. And same with your children. Your kids are going to cry. Let them mm-hmm. have that. Let them get it out of their bodies. Yeah. I. There's so many times where you know, with the four of them, especially the three girls, one's like, ah, why are you sad about that? You can't be sad about that. And I'm like, uh, yes, yes, they can. Let her be sad. I know you didn't mean to hurt her, but you whacked her in the head. Yeah. And she's sad. <laughs> like, you don't need to, you're not going to get less trouble or like nothing's right. going to change for you because she's crying. <laughs> but also just trying to, you know, when you have siblings, a lot of your childhood stuff is coming not only from your parents, but also your siblings. siblings yes. So trying to also teach my small people to be <laughs> compassionate, <laughs> compassionate to each other. I'm like, be kind, speak with kindness, but also like be sad and be mad when you need to be mad. Right. And there's a difference between, I always like to preface this, but like anger, there's a difference between being mad and lashing out or projecting mm-hmm. and just being angry. So you can be angry and be in your anger without hurting other people. Right. Because then it's a reaction. Like, I think there's, there's like, oh, I had a really great thought. I'm going to get back there. Okay. So when, when we're able to be aware of Mm -hmm. our emotions, right. And we understand that we have these full range of emotions, you're more able to like sitting with it means like you can be angry, but it doesn't mean that every person in your life is is being punished for your anger. Yeah. Like I'm angry. So and you're just like going on a rampage. It's like, oh, I'm angry today and I'm feeling it. And maybe it's like, you need to scream in a pillow. You need to, I don't know, punch something. Maybe acknowledge you're angry. And then instead of spreading that, don't go out and give it to everybody. Yes, yes. Like, because I think a lot of us like, we'll have a bad day at work. And then once you go to the grocery store, you're mean to the clerk and, you know, nobody's walking fast enough in front of you and everybody's slow and And everybody's stupid but you. And it's like, well, okay, now you're projecting that anger Mm -hmm. onto the world and that's unfair. So be aware of that. Like, okay, I'm angry. So maybe today, since I had such a rough day at work, I order my groceries and I don't go yeah. spew this anger yeah. into the I'm going to go home and just get, you know, whatever. I wanted to call it Netflix. The, yeah, the <laughs> things that come to your house. Take out. Take out. <laughs> yeah. You can watch Netflix. But. Yes. 
but be aware enough to know that. Like, yes, it's okay for me to be angry, but I don't have to go spew anger into the world because I'm uncomfortable. Absolutely. That, I mean. Because that's that, what most people, like, Yeah, most do. of the time. I mean, when you think about it, like, I always, if somebody's mean, I'm like, oh, they're probably having a terrible day. Mm-hmm. But not all of us are aware and thinking that. So then you're just going to make somebody else angry and it. It perpetuates. It trickles down. Instead. Well, because we have that level of taking it personally, too. Right. They were angry. They were mean to me. Yeah. Why did they think they could do that to me? And it's like, no, they're just angry. They're doing it to everyone in here, but you happen to be in the line of sight. In the line of fire. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just let yourself feel in your feelings by and the awareness of being able to not give it all over. Yeah. All over the place. Sadness, too. If you know you're the Debbie Downer right now. Yeah. <laughs> feel like I'm so sad. <laughs> <laughs> like instead of going out and being negative and being complaining or worried about the world, maybe sit at home in your sadness mm-hmm. for a minute until you feel ready to get out of it. And then you can maybe forewarn somebody like, hey, reach out to a close friend. I need to be social, but I've been a little weepy, yeah. but I would like to meet you without, I don't want you to think I'm being a double, Debbie Downer. I just need to get this out and, and I'm craving some community or connection. And what beautiful vulnerability. Cause then maybe they're having a rough time and they're like, oh my gosh, Yes, let's meet. I'm also having a moment and we right. can just be a little sad, but also then when you're with somebody, it helps bring you back up too. So, yeah, it does. So, that is all part of holding space, but like sitting in a feeling as well, like allowing yourself to have that. Like, it's okay to have a bitchy day and not know why. It's okay to be angry, but we're not spewing out hate. Right. It's okay to be sad. We're not bringing everybody else down, but we're also asking for what we need instead of being a victim. Yeah, holding holding space for ourselves because you can hold space for others, but you also have to hold space for yourself. Well, like if you're sad, it's not the day to call your friend who's always depressed and then hear about <laughs> what's going on in their life. Like that's just you abandoning your own emotion, taking on theirs. Yeah, I mean, I'll even, if I'm having, like I had a, a heavier week last week and I said to Halsey, I was like, he was complaining to me about something, which normally like we can talk and, you know, but I was like, oh, I just, it's a little much for me right now. <laughs> I need you to just give me a little minute. Yeah, and you have every right to say that. If you are going through a hard week and you have friends or maybe you're usually the, the strong one or the one giving mm-hmm. advice, say you don't have the capacity to do it right now. Yeah, and let yourself feel. I. Mm-hmm. I've had to get there, I don't know if you've been there, in your own, like, healing career, like, well, a couple of times. Like, I've also been too happy to help people. (laughs) That sounds funny. But, like, the week I got engaged, I canceled a lot of appointments because I was like, I don't want to hear about your shit when I'm on cloud nine. Like, I feel amazing (laughs) and I'm not coming in. (laughs) I just, like, needed that boundary for myself. Yeah. Um, But then, same, like, when I've had a heavy weeks at work or, like, in my life, I've had to lighten my... Workload, workload. Yeah. work because I'm like, I have things too. It's really hard for me to hold space for people when I feel like my life is crashing down. Well, yeah. And if you're holding space for or trying to hold space for people, because it is really hard to do when you're down, you're going to feel 10 times worse mm-hmm. than if you just were like, shit, I need a day off. I need to just yeah. sit with this. So if either of us cancel on you, <laughs> you know, we're trust <laughs> that it's needed. Like, honestly, we're human yeah. too. Yeah. Like, we're not trying to ruin your life. We're just trying to. Make sure we're the best version of ourselves for you. To be able to give back, yeah. Yeah. And we are, I, I just have to broadcast this one more time, we are human. Yeah, we, <laughs> we are human. I, I think that it's really important because even like before I knew you and people would talk about you, like they would be like, oh, she has it all figured out. And then- like, Now that you know me, no, like, no, no she no, doesn't. No, it's just <laughs> like every, every healer, every person who even like, 
any person that holds space for you, even if in your life you're like, oh, I have this friend who's so great at giving advice, like they have their shit too. We, every person has their stuff. And well, and usually it's been either lifetimes of or in this life of trauma that have gotten them to that point of awareness. So nobody's life is perfect. Like I think a lot of people think if I go to a healer, then that means that they have nothing in their life. And it's like, no, maybe they've actually had a lot. And that's yeah. how they've come to this awareness and this place. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of our egos don't want to hear that. We want to, we need to put people on a pedestal for some yeah. reason. And it's not, that's your ego doing that. It's not the truth. I'm not asking to be put on a pedestal. No. And we're here because we've been through some shit. Shit, yeah. <laughs> but we found tools that have worked for us. And then we're like, you know what? How can I share this yeah, to make like, other people's lives this better? Is, this is amazing. And I know how to get out of dark holes. And I know how to like move through things. Move through. And that's really what we want is to share that with the world. Yes. That's why so, we're talking to a well, microphone. I think, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but it is, we've gotten to a point where we've learned to self-soothe. So that's why we want to help people feel seen, heard, and valued, and then teach them a way to self-soothe them, to soothe themselves. Yeah, because you are powerful. You are. Our bodies have everything in them that they need to heal, and it all comes down to a mind-body-soul connection. Once you get there, the world opens up in a much easier, better way. Yeah, you can get rid of your shoulder pain, your knee pain, your wrist pain. <laughs> all of the pains. You shouldn't be walking around in chronic pain. no. No, that that's a really strong sign. Take a take a peek. What's happening? Yeah. So wait, let's talk about signs when maybe you're on the wrong path or you're not. Yeah. Let's just say when you're like veered off the path of doing the work. Yeah. Because I think there's there's a fine balance. Everything should be well balanced. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but there is a, a, like some people are overworking, right? Mm-hmm. Like like doing too much work. And we'll go into that. And then there's some people not doing the work. But either way, the universe is going to send you signs. Signs. Hey, like, you veered off your path. This isn't okay. Yeah. So if you're, uh, let's start with not not doing the work. Okay, so not doing the work. Maybe you're you're moving through things too fast. You're not feeling your emotions. Mm -hmm. Things are getting trapped, stuck. Things are getting trapped and stuck. And you're going to keep getting, um, we'll call them like difficult situations or like little inconveniences, maybe. Sometimes even big inconveniences. Yeah. If, yeah. Sometimes huge ones. That's a, like, that's like the universe slapping you in the face, right? Like, yes. Wake up. <laughs> so our little ones, so this is wrong path, remember? So if you're taking notes, right, wrong, wrong path. W, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're the things like leaks. Leaks. Uh, I had one of those this morning. <laughs> yes, that's- sinks overflowing. <laughs> Uh, that's what Kristen had, so we're going to talk about was, her path later. It was underflowing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, losing money. Not like gambling losing money, but like, you shouldn't do that either, but like, <laughs> like all of a sudden, like, money's unaccounted for. We're feeling like we're draining money. Uh, um, car batteries okay. dying. <laughs> I was going to say that one. Oh, car sorry. Ba- I wanted, car batteries. I'm taking this. Okay. The, you, uh, you do it all. <laughs> you do it all. Flat tires. Any, like, car trouble. Yeah, in car trouble. Uh, locking your keys in your car. Yeah, losing things. Yeah, losing big things. <laughs> um, so those are like... <laughs> That's at the end, no. <laughs> life's inconveniences. But those are literally things like, okay, life's asking you to s- slow down. You're not Dropping being aware. Things. I'm like, I haven't... Like when you keep breaking stuff, it's like, um, probably you're not grounded. <laughs> yeah, you're not grounded. You just slow down. Uh, but then also we have to look at attracting negative scenarios. So... Not like being in the line of fire where it's like everybody's been mean to me today. Yeah. Like, or this week, or you keep like confrontations keep happening around you or with you being Mm -hmm. involved. 
Well, there's a reason. Like, you shouldn't have constant controversy or... or right. Well, I, I mean, drama. basically, it's just like life's not moving with ease. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, the, we can list out a lot of things, but if your life, it just feels like you're hitting, like, speed bump after speed bump after speed bump... Yeah, you got to take a peek. I like I see this a lot when people post on social media, and they're like, "Oh, great, the last thing I needed this week," or mm-hmm. F- "FML," or "What's next?" And I'm like, "Oh, your energy's off, babe." <laughs> yeah, what's next? Like, let's not. I know people not. will. They put that though. I know, I know. And it's like, okay, no, these things are happening because you are going down the wrong path. Your energy is blocking up, and yes. it's time to look at it before you hit a serious injury. Yeah, or like I, people always will be like, eh, "Well." In three, so I know I have one more thing coming. Like, why don't you just adjust? Yeah, and not, like you can adjust and not have the three. You don't need to have that. You, that's a story. <laughs> that's a story you've told yourself. Limiting belief. No. Uh, yeah. So those are going to be like signs you were off path. And so what happens? So like, let's say your car battery dies, your sink leaks. Um, I don't know. You get LASIK eye surgery and then you can't see. It's <laughs> a big one. And you're like, okay, all these things are happening. Now what? Yeah. Well, that's when it's time to sit, pray, ask your guides, like, what am I missing? Mm-hmm. And then meditate, feel. And a lot of times it's probably that you're moving too fast. You might be lying somewhere or not living your truth. Yeah. But a lot of us want to deny that. Like, maybe you're not happy in your relationship or you're not happy with your job, but you keep rationalizing into it. Right. And you're like, but it's fine because. Yeah. So you keep keeping yourself stuck there. But the universe is trying to show you, like, no, it's time to move on. Trust in the abundance of the universe. Yeah. Um. Or maybe your perspective is too negative. Maybe you're the dark cloud. Yeah. Ooh. And then you really got to sit with it and like, why am I so negative? And then bring positivity into your life intentionally. Like, Mm -hmm. be intentional about bringing in, you know, go to better high vibrational experiences. Like, are you just going to work sleeping in in a dark room and then going to the bar? Well, like, Like, no. It's a lot of negative energy. (laughs) Yeah. You need to do something that's going to lift you up. Well, and to give you a purpose, what kind of life is that? Do you really think that you incarnated and came here to <laughs> work, work sleep, eight hours drink. at a job you hate, sleep until it's time to go to work, and then get off and drink? Like, do you really think that that's what you're here for? That's that's your purpose in life. I feel like a lot of people, though, go like, but like, do I have a purpose? Like, yeah, everybody has a purpose. Yeah. You got to let yourself. Have you seen The Lion King? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> the circle oh, of life. No. But like literally every single thing has a reason for being here. If you have life right now. You're you supposed ha- to be here. There's something you're supposed to be doing. And I guarantee you, you'll find it, but you need to look for the things that are in alignment, the things that lift you up, the things that make you feel alive. Yeah. Like when you've, and like, I always want to tell people to like, get used to noticing how your body feels when you're in a place that you feel really good, because that's like, your body's so smart. It's giving you cues all the time, but we're not paying attention. So like if you really take some time when you're like, I'm having so much fun, notice how you feel throughout mm-hmm. your entire body so that when you're, you know, going to some place and you're like, oh, I have that feeling again. Like this must be, I'm like in alignment. I'm doing something that my body likes and my soul wants. Like feels good and exciting. Well, I can even reference when we first started doing group stuff together. Mm-hmm. I, before I before Kristen, I was just like solely like one-on-one, one-on-one. I was probably getting a little burnt out, but I wasn't admitting it to myself and my body was sore. But I remember after the first couple of things we did, like I got done and it had been a full day and I was like, I should be tired, but I felt so, so alive. Energized. Like, and I was like, okay, this is this is what I'm supposed to be doing. To the point where then I even saw the polarity of 
when I got done working all one-on-ones, I was like, I'm not energized by this at all anymore. I'm tired. I feel so drained. <laughs> yeah. But the comparison allowed me to see which direction I should be moving in. Yeah. So even if you're not quite sure about your direction, if you start to tune into how your body feels, then the direction becomes apparent. You start to have a roadmap. Yeah, it's like your little breadcrumbs. Yeah, based on that. So even if you're sitting here like, Brooke and Kristen, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. I don't know what my direction is. All we're asking you to do right now is start paying attention to how you feel while you're doing different things. Like anything in your life. Notice when you feel good. Notice when you don't. When yeah. it feels heavy. Heavy, I mean, achy, any of those things. Yeah. Like if you have a chronic pain, but you notice it's more... more apparent or more like yeah during certain things that is a message yeah that's your body saying "Uh uh-uh no yeah we don't want to do this anymore let's move on well now that like I talk across from people a lot I notice like when people talk about the responsibilities that they don't want anymore (laughs) they hold their shoulder (laughs) and they'll do this thing where they put like you know like your left hand on your right shoulder and they'll hold it as they're telling you the story and I'm like you don't want this anymore and your shoulder's screaming at you right now, but they're so fixated on telling me the story. <laughs> they don't even realize it. Yeah, that they're doing that. So, oh, that's so true. Yeah. Those are your signs, wrong path. Now, there are signs for, oh, so you can overdo things yes, too, though. Overdoing. We have our overdiggers. <laughs> <laughs> who just want to keep finding more things. More truths. More mm-hmm. like, And I think these are the people who start to feel, I'm going to use the word chronically ill, Mm-hmm. But maybe you're going to the doctor and there's not really a diagnosis. There's yeah. like, you keep going from doctor to doctor and, and yes, you have maybe these things that you're feeling, but no doctor can really quite pinpoint what it is. Right. And so maybe you're seeing your eight different doctors, your energy healer, your therapist. All the things. You're yeah. And then everything. you're like, well, then I also need to go to this healing retreat and work with plant medicine. And do, and it's like, no, right now, part of your pain is that you're doing too, too much. much. You're digging, you're overdoing, and your body and your guides are asking you to take a break. It's okay to have fun and to not keep investigating. Well, and I think, too, when you're looking for so many answers, it comes back to that, like, not sitting with it. Because you're you're looking for all these answers and you want someone to just, like, magically switch it off. You still got to do the work on your own. Mm-hmm. Like, you still have to, you know, meditate, like, do all the things that we're telling you to do, the doctor's telling you to do. Because I, I think a lot of times the people who are who are doing that, like they come to all the different things so they don't have to, to do, do it, it or to feel it, to feel it. I think really that's what it is, right? Yeah. Because if you're going from doctor appointment to doctor appointment, you don't really have a lot of time to feel emotionally what's there. And like, if you want energy healing appointments all the time or therapy appointments, well, you're just digging up the next thing. You're not yeah. giving yourself the space to feel, to feel. Well, and I noticed this a lot with, with women and they're like, Oh, well, I mean, I'll tell them like you're doing too much. You need to create space for yourself and you need to take some time and you maybe don't work so much. Maybe have your husband take the kids to this. And they kind of just look at me like, I don't know how to do that. And I'm like, okay, well then you're not going to you're not going to get better. Right. Like nothing's going to change. I understand that it's difficult and it's hard and it's a boundary and it's going to feel scary at first. Right. And like, listen, some days I do that. My sink was leaking. No, (laughs) that's, that's not why, but there's always things, there's always, um, going to be times that it's hard or you feel like you can't, but those are probably the times the most that you need to go like, all right, all right. You got to surrender a little bit. Yes. And, and not just always dig. And I use the analogy for people who are like, come in and they're like, should I do plant medicine? And what I mean by that is like, should I do mushrooms or ayahuasca or something? And most of the time I ask them, well, what are you looking for? Because 
if you're going, like, let's say you have an undealt with trauma that you know is there and it's blocking you from things, like you just can't get to the next step in your life and you mm-hmm. keep coming up to this cycle and, and it keeps happening. Okay, maybe yeah. it's time for something stronger like a plant medicine. Now, if you've been doing the work, you're sitting with things and feeling things, I don't recommend just going to get elective surgery, right? Plant medicine can be very confronting and it is a an ego death and a full rebirth and it, it's surgery, yeah, right? It's intense. But unless you have a tumor, you don't just go get the surgery. Right. Like you, you don't just do it to, to do it. Yeah. And that's how I feel like at this place in my life, I'm like, okay, I'm very aware of myself. Like I feel mm-hmm. like I have self-awareness. I'm doing the work. I have the tools to do the work and I'm sitting with it when I need to. I am not a contender for plant medicine right now. Right. Like I'm not a prospect. Like I shouldn't go do it. <laughs> now, if I came to you and I was like, it's, I, I have this trauma and I know this is here and I can't get to this next step in my life, but I'm too blocked to see it and, and I don't feel like I can really get there. I'm not hearing my energy healers and my people. Right. Okay. Well, you should, you're probably a good candidate. I said contender and I meant candidate. Um, <laughs> They're going to let medicine. you in the ring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm probably a good candidate now to go try so, plant medicine. And that's how you should base it off of it. So some people, okay, there's a curiosity factor too. Some people right. are just curious. Okay, not going to hurt you. Maybe go with an intention, though. Yeah, don't just... Like, anything like that should definitely done, be done with an intention. Yeah, because don't otherwise just do you're it just, to do like, it. stirring up stuff with no... <laughs> yeah, like, reasoning. Yeah. And that is where it's, like, same... Like, once you have these tools and you come to a certain point in your healing journey where you don't need to see a, an energy healer, like, to, bleh, let's say every two weeks or every month... Mm-hmm. Well, then do it when you're up against something and you, like, as a last resort, not as your first resort. Yeah. Like, if you wake up and you're like, today is hard, like, that it shouldn't be immediately you need someone else to fix it for you. Yeah. You need to, like... Today your- can be hard. But if you wake up 28 days in a row, okay, maybe it's time to, yeah, to call in. somebody else in. <laughs> but knowing that, like, some days are going to be hard and that's okay. That doesn't mean you need an emergency appointment with your therapist, your doctor, your energy healer, your breathwork facilitator, your yoga teacher, whatever it is. Right. Some days are just going to be hard. But if you're running up against more hard days than good days, That's then you need help. ask for help. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you all wrote that down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then that gives you the space to learn the tools of self-soothing. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you have to do it yourself. Well, yeah. And nobody, I mean, we've said this before, but I... It needs to be said again. Nobody's ever fully healed, right? No. Like, we're alive because we're meant to experience these emotions and these things and to continually get these lessons. So it's a spiral. You're never going to be fully healed. It's not a straight line. And that's okay. But it's learning to cope. Yeah. To feel, to love, and to keep going. Yeah. And to just I don't, just be in it. Be in this life and not try to move past and move through faster than it's happening and, where are you going? Yeah, where are you headed? Where are you headed, guys? <laughs> Be where your feet are. Um, <laughs> that was cool. I like that. <laughs> We're going to make bumper stickers. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's just new things are always going to come up. So you'll get to come see us again if you're not seeing us right now. <laughs> right. Well, no, but the, I mean, yeah, but looking at it that way as... Let yourself be in a good space when you're in a good space. Yes. Like, you don't always have to be digging for the next thing to heal either. Yeah, like, like, it's okay to be present. And right now, I feel good. Yeah. It's like that's, it goes back to that struggle thing. Like, let yourself be in a good space and enjoy it and, like, find joy. It doesn't mean that anything's wrong. It just means you've done, you've done work. Like, you've gone through some things and let yourself be on the other side of it for a minute. Yes. 
Yes. So allow yourself the peace once you get to it. Don't keep digging. Yeah. Dig when it's needed, but not always. Cool. Yeah. I think that kind of rounds out it does. all of our all of our topics today. So yeah, <laughs> of what, what's going on in our lives and the world. And hopefully I don't have any more leaking water and you don't have any, any more car, car batteries, batteries dying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're always getting signs too, guys. Um, I was thinking some journaling prompts, asking, just writing down, like, how do I feel today? What am What's my gratitude? Find three things to be grateful for. And then especially if you are having a hard day, how do I find gratitude in this difficult situation? I like that a lot. Because these are lessons. They're and, all lessons. you know, you can still be, it's like you can well, be you, sad and joyful. You can still be grateful even though you're having hard things. Get used to asking yourself when you're in the midst of a hard thing, where's the lesson in this? What is this showing me? Yeah. And you'll start to see it more and more often. Yeah, and it makes it, makes it I don't know, I don't want to say easier when you're in a tough time, but it's like it feels more purposeful, so you're not searching for that. Why do I feel like this? Can I get over it? Da, da, da. Uh, I just like, have bad luck. Why me? Yeah. Instead, it's, okay, I, here I am. I'm, I'm showing up. And there's a lesson yes. here, and I'm going to get through this. You get out of the victim, and you get more in, empowerment. Because once you get these lessons, they stop repeating so heavily. Mm-hmm. So life is really in your hands. We have more power and control over our lives than a lot of us like to think. Yeah, it's really cool. (laughs) So go out there and live. Empower yourselves. Namaste. (laughs) Namaste. All right. Bye. Till next week. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Balance Chaos Podcast. We're so happy to have you here with us each week. Please help us out by subscribing to the show, sharing with friends, and leaving us reviews. You can also follow us on Instagram. We can communicate with you there. Our Instagram handle is at balancechaoslv. Reach out and we'll write back. Bye. 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 Bye.